0: something begins to weigh on her, to slow her down. Who, then, is this child that grows within her? Is he wholly made of the essence, the blood and bone of his parents? If so, why does she faintly sense that even now he is deluded by another essence, foreign and inscrutable, something puzzling and superhuman, and therefore perhaps inhuman, too? Here, in a mental leap forward of several thousand years, What comes to mind is a touching newspaper interview that was once conducted with the mother of Andrei Sakharov, the renowned Russian physicist and Nobel laureate. She spoke of her son with pride, of course, and with love, but at the end of the interview said, with a kind of sigh, Sometimes I feel like a chicken who has given birth to an eagle. And in those words could be heard a trace of astonishment. One could sense the wonder in her eyes which distanced the son from the mother's heart, and put him in a place where she could look at him with total objectivity, as if he were a phenomenon or an utter stranger, as if the mother herself were putting her son on a high pedestal and looking at him from the same vantage, the same distance, that any other person might, and from this place she whispers, "'Who are you? How much are you really mine?' And perhaps Samson's mother, too, even as she goes to bring her husband the good news, is lacerated by such questions. How much of him is mine? Is this the child I prayed for? Will I be able to give him the bountiful, natural love that for so long I have yearned to give a child of my own? And then, when she meets her husband and speaks out loud, the words suddenly penetrate her mind with full force and with all their complex implications. When she reaches the words, for he will be a Nazarite of God from the womb, it is almost possible to feel how something inside her is blocked, stunned, frozen. And instead of quoting the angel's words completely, she swallows them and blurts out different unexpected ones that perhaps took even her by surprise until his dying day. And if we have dwelt exhaustively upon this moment, it is because we sense that someone whose mother could look upon him, if only for a moment, from such a distance, whose mother mourned him even before his birth, will always be somewhat alienated and remote in his dealings with others. He will always lack the capacity for simple human contact that comes so naturally to most people and will never be able to be, as Samson himself phrased it toward the end of his life, an ordinary man. And thus, even if Samson's mother has been miraculously cured of her barrenness, it would seem that she has directly passed along to her son the barrenness as metaphor that sets a person apart from the vital core of human existence, a unique case of hereditary sterility. Yet it is God, and not Samson's mother who has decreed that he will be a Nazirite, in other words, a person who places a partition between himself and life. And indeed, in the Hebrew word Nazir, we hear a suggestive conflation of the root Neder, meaning vow, and the word zar, stranger. Nevertheless, it is hard not to feel that it is also the mother's view of her son, her intimate gaze upon the embryo she carries, and her chilling verdict— which no less than God's command has determined the fateful course of his life until his dying day. The strangeness conferred upon the unborn child is soon multiplied. Manoah, taken by surprise, prays to God and requests further instructions, O my Lord, please let the man of God that you sent come to us again, and let him instruct us how to act with the boy that is to be born the boy that is to be born? Still in his mother's womb, Samson is already classified by his father, assigned a formal, arm's-length definition. For even if Manoah's lips have longed for many years to pronounce the words, our son, my child, my boy, he takes care to use the term used by the man of God as quoted by his wife perhaps because he senses that he must, even now, maintain an awestruck distance from one who will soon be an exalted figure. And Manoah perhaps guesses something more, that it will be necessary to handle this child like a precious vessel, maybe too precious, which is possibly beyond the spiritual means of its own parents, and that this will not be a child who can be raised according to one's natural instincts alone.